Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the All Sports Talk. My name is Juan Rodriguez. People call me JR. Um, sorry about yesterday. It was a little bit uh, hectic um, for a couple of reasons. One, if you know, you didn't notice, uh, it was election night, so you know, kind of crazy. You know, decided kind of. Not to talk about sports that day, there was a lot of pe- a lot of stuff going around and a lot of uh, bigger issues going on in the world. But secondly, as well, I wasn't kind of really feeling it. My throat was just uh, starting to hurt. Nothing serious, nothing COVID related. It just started to hurt. I feel better. And besides, if you saw the show yesterday on Facebook, you could people kept asking me. My voice was raspy and this and that. So. Probably better if I didn't do a show yesterday, but we're back today. And as always, let's start with a couple promos. So let's start off with Prime Equity Mortgage. They operate wholesale. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for their situation. They deal with FHA, VA, conventional, and hard money loan. They also help people refinance their homes. You can find this group on Facebook under the Andrew Caseta Home Mortgage Group. Any questions, email my good friend, javalos at pemtg.com. Again, that is J-A-V-A-L-O-S at pemtg.com. If you're in the Rolling Heights area of California, happy hippie massage. Look them up. She's on Instagram. She's a massage therapist and health educator. So if you want to get your mind right, your body right, Happy Hippie Massage. Message her for rates, prices, whatever questions you might have. That is Happy Hippie Massage. Uh, We got Custom Lily Creations. She is a t-shirt designer. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She ships nationwide. Uh, If you guys got a cool uh, t-shirt idea, whether it's for a family reunion, you know, parties, birthday parties, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, uh, sports t-shirts, Whatever the occasion, Custom Lily Creation. She's a very talented lady. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. And lastly, we got Eposky Custom Cups. You can find them on Instagram. They also ship nationwide. That is Eposky, E-P-A-W-S-K-Y. So if you guys got a cool cup idea, you know, you want to, holidays are right around the corner. You want to give somebody a new mug, a new cup, whatever it is, Eposky is the way to go. Message them for rates and prices on Instagram. So today's episode is just going to be NFL. It's just going to be my weekly pick, something I do every Wednesday before the Thursday night football game. So uh, let's get started. Last week, I had a rough one. So rough, I don't even want to mention the record. It was just, it was terrible. My worst of the week. I mean, so many upsets, so many... So many things that went wrong last week. So let's uh, let's try to get back on track here. So tomorrow, we got a rematch of the NFC Championship game. We got the Green Bay Packers going up against the San Francisco 49ers. So a little update on that game. From what I heard, the 49ers do have some players on COVID. They are really hurting. So this game might actually get moved. There's no official word yet. Or in my state put, I mean, it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be one of those decisions from up top to see what happens. Um, hopefully they move it or just try to rearrange it. I mean, I don't know. 
it's been weird, you know, with this whole rescheduling thing. There was some where take a buy, but the thing is, uh, one of these teams already did have their buy, so you can't give them a second buy. Another one is we'll move it down. Well, the thing is, it's Thursday. Unless you really want to move it to Sunday, then that's an option. You want to do a double header? That's also an option too. On Monday night, or moved it to Tuesday, or something. I mean, but it it's going to be hard to reschedule this game. So, if it goes tomorrow, it's tomorrow at five. So, uh, other than the COVID thing, the 49ers are kind of banged up right now. They lost Jimmy Garoppolo. They lost George Kittle, possibly for the rest of the year. So, it's going to be pretty rough. Um, I got the Packers winning this one. Um, it's just all those injuries to San Francisco right now. They're just brutal. And yeah, give me the Packers over the 49ers. Then moving on to Sunday, we have the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts won last week. The Ravens lost in a very, very close contest against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this game's going to be one of those matchups that to keep your eye for, uh, eye on, especially if your team is in the AFC trying to make in the playoffs. Uh, these two teams are kind of neck and neck in the standings right now. For my prediction, though, give me the Baltimore Ravens. I just like their offense, and I like their defense just a little bit more better than the Colts. I don't know what – I know what I get in Lamar Jackson. I'm either going to get a great passing day or a great rushing day. I'm going to get that dual threat for the offense is – if Jonathan Taylor doesn't get going and if Phillip Rivers doesn't get going, then the Colts are just going to have a bad day. And defensively, they can't keep going out there after every three and out. But I think in this case, I think that's the that's going to be the story. Give me the Ravens over uh, Indianapolis. Then we got the New York Giants, who were a two-point conversion from tying Monday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They eventually fell. And we got a Washington football team coming up. Off a of bias. Um, in this case, it's a pretty tough one. It is a NFC East divisional matchup. Give I'm gonna take Washington though. I mean, I always go with you know just a gut feeling. Two terrible teams with a similar record. Give me the home team. They don't have to travel, and I know it's not much from you know New York to you know FedEx Field, but yeah, give me give me Washington in this case. I think the Giants are just that bad. Next up, we got a couple uh, good teams here. We got the Chicago Bears going up against the Titans. The Bears uh, losing in overtime to the New Orleans Saints, 26-23, on a very good game. And the Titans, who were upset by the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was a shocker to everybody. In this case, give me the Titans. Um, I think what it's really going to come down to is the running game here. Both defenses are okay. I know they just let go of Vic Beasley. The Titans did. And Chicago's got a good defense, you know. But I think it's going to be more of the running game. I, I I, mean, whatever running game Chicago does have, and Derrick Henry should take over this game. I wouldn't really put too much pressure on Ryan Tannehill, especially with Chicago's defense, who's got a amazing front seven and a pretty good secondary. In this case, let Chicago stack the box and let Derrick Henry do his thing. Give me the Titans over the Chicago Bears. Next up, we got the Lions going up against the Vikings. The Lions losing to Indianapolis last week, and the Vikings pulling off an upset over the Green Bay Packers last week. The Lions did officially put Matthew Stafford on the COVID-19 reserve list, so he's out for this Sunday. And the Vikings are just getting healthier. They got Delvin Cook back, who took over that game. Everybody is getting healthier on that side. 
I'm not saying that the Vikings are better than the Lions. I'm just saying because of Matthew Stafford out. Give me the Vikings over the Lions. Next up, we got the Panthers versus the Chiefs. Uh, look, the Panthers are doing everything they can. Christian McCaffrey's going to come back and play. It's just not going to be enough, not against the Chiefs, unless somehow the Panthers can recreate the magic they had during that Super Bowl run defensively. I don't know um, if they can or not against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are just on fire. They just look well-rested and ready to rock and roll for the rest of the year. Give me the Chiefs over the Panthers. Next up, we got a kind of an implication game here. The Texans going up against the Jaguars. So the Jaguars are in the sweepstakes of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, the quarterback out of Clemson, who is not going to play against Notre Dame. But we'll get more into that tomorrow. The Texans, they need wins. They sacrificed two first-rounders for – Laramie Tunsil, Miami, and they're giving Miami the easiest way to get a top five pick. Give me the Texans over the Jaguars. Uh, Gardner Minshew's not going to play. And I have a feeling whether it is Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I do think the era of Gardner Minshew is over. Minshew mania is dead. So I think the Texans win easy here against a very terrible Jacksonville Jaguar team. Give me the Texans over the Jaguars. So this is going to be a fun one. We got the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Buffalo Bills. Seattle just picking up right where they left off. After that Arizona game, they look, you know, they look pretty good. Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate. He's been playing like an MVP. The Bills, uh, we can kind of slow the roll now for Josh Allen. A lot of Bills Mafia fans are going to kill me for this. You know, I told you, let's just see what happens. I don't really like to judge MVP seasons early on because it's kind of a marathon for MVP, but I think we can kind of slow the roll down for Josh Allen as MVP. He hasn't really looked sharp these last four games, but I think Buffalo does enough to win here. Um, I really don't trust Seattle's run game, especially with all those injuries. I don't trust the defense for Seattle, knowing that it's the worst in the NFL, if you want to believe that or not. And Buffaloes, they're not that bad of a team. It's just, you know, Josh Allen has come back to reality. Or, yeah, Josh Allen's come back to reality. Uh, he's a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback, just not MVP material yet. I'm actually going to take the Bills over the Seattle Seahawks on this one. Next up, we got the Broncos as the Falcons. The Broncos had a comeback against the Los Angeles Chargers on a flag that was a pass interference in the end zone. And sure enough, the Broncos score. They kick that extra point. Broncos win 31-30. The Chargers always find a way to lose. And the Broncos come back from behind. And for the Falcons, hey, they won last week. All right, They didn't blow a lead. But that's only the second win of the year. And there's not much I can say. There's a lot of turmoil in that franchise. Terrace McKinley, uh, he posted a tweet today saying, you know, he wanted to get traded. Did not get that request. So... There's a lot of turmoil within the organization. Uh, Julio Jones had to defend himself and the franchise for trade rumors that was happening. For the Broncos, they're just business as usual. Uh, give me the Broncos over the Falcons. I just think the Falcons have way too much turmoil and way too many distractions for this uh, football match coming up. Next on, we got the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. So... Luckily, the good thing for the Chargers is they're not going to let fans in at SoFi because there's a lot of Los Angeles Raider fans out here that 
still have the memories of the Los Angeles Raiders. And it would have been no contest. It would have looked like a Raider game in SoFi Stadium. So uh, the Chargers, you know, always heartbreaking. They always find a way to lose at the very last possible second. And the, But their team is fine. They found a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. I think he is in the running for Offensive Player of the Year or Rookie of the Year, I'm sorry. And, you know, the Raiders just won a, a very important road game against the um, Cleveland Browns last week in that frigid cold weather up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, this game is a really it's – a, it's a real toss-up. I, I never look at the records when it comes to these two teams because these two teams now have been kind of have been evenly matched for the last uh, better part of the half a decade now. The Raiders want to prove that they got one of the best offensive line units, and the Chargers want to prove that, you know, their defense deserves a little bit more respect, which it does. It is a very, you know, formidable defense. It's just it always gets lost, and the Raiders want to pride themselves on the offensive line. So this game is really going to come down to who wants it more in the trenches. I'm going to give it to the Raiders. I'm going to pick the Raiders over the Chargers. Um in a very close one, though, I'm. If anything, it's probably going to be like a point or two, possibly coming down to a field goal. But I'm going to take the Raiders over the Chargers. Uh, next up, we got the battle of the young quarterbacks. We got Tua Tagovailoa from the Miami Dolphins going up against Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Don't look now. Don't look now, but that that Dolphins defense is scary. It is scary. And under Brian Flores, he's got this team riding the right way, man. He is coaching the right way, Brian Flores. They're buying into the system. And for anybody that did watch my YouTube videos last year during the draft process and every time Miami came up in the discussion, I always said that the players of Miami are buying into the Brian Flores system. They believe in his system. They believe in him as a coach, and the organization is benefiting from it. Now, the benching of Ryan Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick, that was kind of, you know, 50-50 for me. It was kind of, well, if you believe that Tua is doing enough in practice to impress you, then okay. But other than that, that's the only reason I see why they benched uh, Fitzpatrick for Tua. So from here on out, it's two or nothing. So. And then you got Arizona coming off a bye after that win against the uh, Seattle Seahawks to give them their first loss of the year. They came, uh, they did an amazing game. And don't look now either, but Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins and that offensive crew, they're putting up the points. They're becoming a formidable offense. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, give me though, give me the Cardinals over the Dolphins. I think the I think what it is, it's to a second game. I kind of want to see a little bit more. He didn't – he wasn't bad last week against the Rams, which is a very good win. It's just, you know, when the defensive special teams is doing – they score you 14 points, it's kind of hard to lose that lead. It's not going to happen every week for the Dolphins here. So we'll see what – how the Dolphins look this week. But give me the Cardinals over the Dolphins here. And then here we go. The matchup everybody's been waiting for. Sunday Night Football, we got the New Orleans Saints going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First place is on the line. And look, the Buccaneers have been red hot. Antonio Brown is going to play. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Antonio Brown is back in the NFL. 
And where does he go? With Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, say what you want for everybody out there saying, oh, well, you know, Tampa Bay's only winning because of all those weapons. Well, yeah, Jameis Winston had those weapons, and it is exactly what I said. If you listen to the free agency episodes on YouTube, I did. All Tampa Bay needed was a solid quarterback. That's all they needed. They didn't need a great one. They ended up getting a future Hall of Famer. But Tom Brady's not what he once was. He's playing lights out, but he's not what he once was five years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. And it's not his fault that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are drafting linemen, signing these receivers, making guys come out of retirement and play for him, and developing a running game for him. Jameis Winston had the same opportunities. Now, I get it. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. He didn't have Rob Gronkowski. But he still had O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. And they looked terrible. That defense was already great. This is not a surprise why Tampa Bay is one of the best defenses in the NFL. They looked great last year. It's just when your offense turns the ball over constantly – you're going to get tired, and this is something that Tampa Bay does not do. Tampa Bay does not turn the ball over. It is it, If they turn the ball over, keep it. It's, not very, it's very rare when they do. And for the Saints, look, say what you want. They're winning with what they got, and they're playing with heart. Alvin Kamara is playing lights out. Jared Cook is stepping in. Drew Brees is, you know, being Drew Brees, that offensive line's holding up, and the defense is doing just enough to keep the Saints in the game. This is a rematch from week one. First place is on the line again. And everything that and from everything that has transpired from week one to week nine now, I'm gonna give it to the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers take the Saints. They get a little bit more cushion in the NFC South. And look, Saints fans, you can come at me, but I trust Tampa Bay's defense more than I do the New Orleans Saints defense. I understand that the Saints defense is just as almost as good, but the defense has shown that that they can keep the offense in games. Look, I understand that, you know, that Monday night, was it a pass interference, not pass interference? We don't know. But at least I, from what I saw, it was pass interference. But because he did turn around, that's why he got picked up. So... We'll see what happens here, but I'm going to take the Buccaneers over the Saints on this one. And then to end week nine, we got a Monday night football matchup between the New England Patriots against the New York Jets. Now, this is a tough one, and I'll explain why. It shouldn't be hard to pick the Patriots over the Jets because the Jets are just terrible. However, they're cleaning house. The Jets are stocking draft picks. They're trying everything they can to make sure next offseason it's a fresh start for the Jets. For the Patriots, I hate to say this. I hate to say this. You know, for you Patriot fans that have been with this team for a while now, welcome back. Yes, I am old enough to remember when the Patriots were a terrible team. You put a map up, a lot of people couldn't even point New England. They didn't even know where New England was. But if I'm Bill Belichick, you got to win this game. You're the genius. You're the one where we're going to switch the Vince Lombardi trophy one day to the Bill Belichick trophy. No, we're not. After seeing this year, you're back to where you were in the beginning with the Patriots. Just 
well above a pretty much underachieving coach that you had one good season with the Browns and that was it. That was it. For me, if I'm Cam Newton, this is your last shot. If you lose to the Jets, I don't even know where to begin from here. Those Patriots are stacked. Well, they're they're cash strapped. They can't sign anybody. They can't trade for anybody. And I get it. You know, if Bill wants to flex, well, we sold out. We went to four Super Bowls, won three, and played in an AFC championship game. Hey, I get all that. I get all that. But now you got to reap what you sow. You don't want to pay Brady? This is what happens. I don't blame Brady for leaving. There was no future there. You see the players they drafted. It's like, okay, you could have gotten Metcalf. You went for Nikhil Harry. That's a bust already. You could have drafted somebody else. You went for Najee Harris, Sony Michelle. They look like they're about to be out the door. They're once every blue moon games. So for me, I'm going to roll with the Patriots because I think there's no way, coaching-wise, Adam Gaze gets the better of Bill Belichick. As bad as that Patriots team looks, the Jets are just as worse. So give me the Patriots over the Jets. And teams on by this week, the Los Angeles Rams, they need it. The Cincinnati Bengals, they deserve a bye after that win over the Titans, so they need the rest. The Eagles, they need it. After that showdown with Dallas last week, they need it. And the Browns just need to regroup. The loss of Odell clearly showed last Sunday against the Raiders. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, before I do leave, though, I do want to give out a message out there. I know the world, especially in the U.S. right now, we're all kind of on the edge of our seats trying to see what's going to happen during this election, you know, what's going on. But the only thing I can say is, you know, whatever happens today, tomorrow, whenever, whoever gets to decide, you know, who calls it in or who the next president is or whatever, remember, at the end of the day, your neighbor is going to be your neighbor, your friends are going to be your friends, and your family is going to be your family. I understand, you know, politics is a uh, very tough discussion to have with, you know, some of your loved ones and co-workers, whatever the case may be. But just remember, you don't have to agree with them, but just respect their opinions just like they will respect yours. Just be kind to each other. We're human beings first, first and foremost. We're human beings first. You know, we're somebody's father. We're somebody's mother. We're somebody's uncle, cousin, you know, aunt you know, grandma, grandpa, you know, whatever the case may be, just be kind to each other. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, this whole election thing, it's, I get it. Some people want one person in, some people want another person in. Look, it doesn't matter. Just be kind to one another. That's what it's going to count at the end of the time. At the end of your time, that's what it's going to count down to. Nobody's going to remember who you went for during the election. Nobody's going to remember what team you cheered for, what, you know, you did. All they're going to remember is how was he as a person? Cause that's how big was his heart. That's what it's going to come down to when our, all of our time is up. So just, you know, know that way, you know, you guys can have an ease of uh, peace of mind and just, you know, friendly reminder that, Hey, just, you know, be kind to everybody. And on that note, have a wonderful night. We'll be on tomorrow for Thursday. We'll recap the Thursday night football games. We'll talk more about the uh, college football, 
Pac-12 is back. The Pac-12 is back, and that this is going to be interesting. This is going to be an interesting season for the Pac-12. Um, who knows? Do they have enough time to make the college football playoffs? Do they have enough you know, games that they can look upon? It's going to be weird. For the Pac-12 to come back, it's, it's good, but I just hope they're not back too late. It's already November, and the first round is about to happen soon. So we'll see. We'll see, and hopefully uh, we'll recap. We'll talk about the big matchups in college football, and we'll go from there. So other than that, you know, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys tomorrow.